Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Hannah, Season 1, Episode 5, it is called Town. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Uh, so, first first things first, last episode, I, I, I said, and if I recall correctly, my exact wording was, we should now be able to do these much quicker than the first few episodes. You know, every time you say that, on anything... Just it just goes wrong. Yeah, but who's to blame for it in this case, Connor? Who's 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 whose fault is it that the gap between episode four and five was bigger than any other episode? I would have to say, just that's the universe's fault. Connor got sick and was out of action for like five days, and as a result, so much stuff piled up that Hannah just got went put to the bottom of the pile, and it's taken us a while to get back to it. But here we are, Hannah, episode five. And we left last episode with Hannah fleeing to the UK to visit Sophie uh, or hide out with Sophie. And you know, when we start this episode, she's already there. She's with she's with Sophie. She's hiding. Her parents don't know she's there. She's hiding in the camper van uh, in the garage or garage. Sorry, um, it's in the UK. It's a garage. Sure, sure. I'm just being considerate. And yes, yeah, so, so so it's kind of a down, downbeat episode. She she gets talked into going to a party with Sophie at one point. And then eventually camping, it's a whole thing. Meanwhile, Sophie's parents are kind of their marriage is breaking apart. Something that we'd, we'd seen been, had been building up the last time we saw them, and here it's kind of reaching boiling points. But they're arguing at the table. They're they're arguing in front of the kids. Uh, he spends a night in the camper van at one point, and Hannah has to hide under the <laughs> under the the little bed that's in there. Yeah, bit awkward. Bit bit in the awkward side. Um, yeah, uh, and Sophie, Sophie's a uh, quite the film out teenager. She uh, she's dropping. She she calls her parents uh, sea bombs at one point, which she does indeed. Which I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, I remember swearing in front of my parents as a teenager. I do not recall using that on them. It's certainly not calling them that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I was. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd swear around them. Wasn't a problem. I may have said that, but never directed at them, for sure. Hmm. Um, but I mean, the episode is you know it's largely Hannah, it's largest largest Sophie, um, and they go to this party, and Hannah is not really wanting to be there. She's kind of talked into it. She's sort of walking through, kind of like a zombie. She clearly doesn't want to be there. I related heavily to Hannah <laughs> for the first chunk of this scene, not yeah. wanting to be around all these drunk teenagers. I I can relate. I can relate. Um, Does sound terrible. It, yeah, it sounds awful. She then kind of gets into. We've seen that she gets into it before. We've seen that she you know starts dancing, kind of lets her worries go away, and that kind of happens again. She starts drinking some booze and she starts dancing, and she catches the 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 attention of of a young man. Uh, across the across the hall, or uh, across the room rather, and they start kind of staring and smelling at each other a little bit. And normally, I think all the scenes with Hannah herself are handled very well in this show. I think this is maybe one that I'll critique a bit because I felt like this went on for a little bit too long and it felt a little bit silly, just how much they were kind of staring and just sort of like moving back and forth, like or around in a circle and looking at each other in in the room across the party. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it stuck out because most of the these kind of beats have been very natural uh, feeling throughout most of the show, and. This one just didn't. It stuck out as there's the odd one out. Yeah, it did. It did. 
Um, and I bet you love finding out that this this guy was Anton, who is the guy that Sophie's had a crush on, and is, was the reason she wanted to come to the party. I may have groaned a little bit. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. And actually, I was surprised I didn't get to it in this episode. I thought, uh, you know, I, I thought it was going to build up and get to it, you know, and actually have the climax and have have, have Sophie catch her with it. And I was almost expecting it not to even go anywhere seriously. It just like, it would almost be an innocent thing where they're just together and she would realize that he likes Hannah and that would create a rift. Um, it actually goes much further than that because by the end of the episode they're straight up having sex which I did not see coming. No, me either. I I thought they were just going to make out and then they start taking off the clothes and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Hannah's, Hannah's game. Sure, go for it. Um, and the other, you know, the other kids, uh, Sophie and her friend uh, are in, in the van and the friend finds like some of the uh, the the redacted documents. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but the Utrecht stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that that was kind of Hannah's stuff, but there was a lot of nice moments with Hannah though throughout the episode where she's like, just what there's a, there's a scene where she's kind of wandering down the street and she kind of just kind of starts dancing to herself a little bit, yeah. uh, and I thought that was very well performed. Uh, that was really nice. I also enjoyed her. Uh, she she actually goes to a movie night that this Anton's throwing that Sophie doesn't go to, and she it. it and you know, first for a second, I was like, I recognise this movie. What's this movie? And then I got a couple of more shots of it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what this movie is. And he, he turns to her and says, "Do you not like? Do you like this?" And she's like, "No." And I thought, well, Hannah's just got points in my book because yes, she would much rather be watching the original Dawn of the Dead, not the Zack Snyder remake crap. Thank you very much. I knew this was coming. Hannah, Hannah has taste. She has integrity. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that's quite the point of the scene, but sure, why not? Well, no, it's not. It's just she's thinking about leaving her father. She's thinking about gunshots. She's thinking about uh, the horrors she's been through. Uh, she's she's kind of got a little bit of. I don't want to quite call it PTSD, but you know, because at one point at the party as well, she goes out to the, the the back door and there's like you know there's like sparklers or whatever going off, and yeah, uh, she has kind of like a almost like a a, 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 vet a flashback, yeah, yeah. To, to to her father yeah, and the guns. It's played like PTSD, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, she she freezes. She stands there, and you know, the guys will start chucking popcorn at her to get her to you know sit down or move, and she just uh, kicks him in the face. Kicks him in the face. Uh, satisfying. I, I did. I, I did find that satisfying. Uh, do you know? It's funny because I think this is maybe the the first episode with Hannah herself, where everything she's doing, I'm not necessarily seeing as being healthy. Like I'm seeing a lot of what she's doing in this episode is almost her trying to mask how she actually feels about things and it's you know it's, it's all just vice oh i can cover it with booze i can cover it with dancing i can cover it with like sex with this guy it all kind of feels yeah. like she's leaning on things to just distract herself from what she's actually concerned about or what she's feeling and you know because I, I think in previous episodes whenever she's had a moment like this where she's danced or she's 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 basically found some childhood that she's never had before it's been kind of sweet i think in this episode it veered away from sweet and more more along maybe a little destructive yeah um i wouldn't even go as far as to start just dependent okay sure dependence may be a better word but you know it, it stopped feeling just quite as sweet as it had before and it started to feel like she was leaning on it a bit too much yeah um so yeah that stuff was fairly well handled i mean the actual love triangle potential of this <sighs> is a little bit frustrating yeah yeah i mean I'm not. I'm never a fan of love triangles, really. Very, very rarely. 
once in a blue moon you'll you'll get you'll get something that works like, yeah you will that's what i say, what I say rarely because occasionally they, yeah. they, they can be pulled off that's this one i mean i i, I guess the, the one thing that's making this slightly more interesting and it doesn't necessarily quite save it the, the potential scenes we're going to get next episode when it's revealed and everything else but the one thing that at least made it a little bit more interesting uh initially for me well, it's just the idea that, that Hannah, even having to process that this is something that will bother Sophie, it was like a new experience. So she had to really think about it. And it was like she was having to understand the yeah. the concrete jungle that she's that she's entered into and just the, the way people react with each other. Mm. Um, that made it a little bit more interesting just because it's, it's she's kind of discovered. It's, it's not like this is like some friend in high school who's doing something she knows she, she's not supposed she to. She doesn't necessarily realize. Yeah. That this, I think, I think she gets pretty quickly that it's it's maybe wrong, but I don't think she realizes how bad it is to to her friend. Yeah, but there's that one point when she's looked at the magazine and Sophie's filled out the uh, the do you know you like him test. Yeah, uh, and she's she's put you know what would you do if you saw him with another girl and it was like oh I'd sucker punch the bitch or something like that was the answer. She can try. <laughs> she can try. We we know Hannah can take care of herself. I don't yeah. fancy Sophie's chances. No. Actually, I I think Hannah might actually just let her have one. <laughs> she, she might, yeah, she might let her have the punch. Yeah, yeah. Because equally, I think Hannah can take the punch. <laughs> sure, she can. Yeah. She can. She can take the hit. But uh, yeah. So so that, that scene of the plot was 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 good. It was subdued. It it wasn't necessarily blowing me away like maybe some of the, the Hannah stuff has in the past. Yeah, I think overall this is maybe one of the weaker episodes in the sense that, uh, you know, I like, typically I've been liking all the stuff with Hannah, but this stuff, you know, uh, this is the first time where I've kind of gone, oh, okay, with, with this side of the plot, that, and um, and, and Hannah has all, uh, consistently been my favourite stuff in the show uh, yeah, by quite a margin. There's a lot of neat touches in there, her acting's still very good throughout, um, and I want to swing over to uh, Marissa's plot, because... I think I was saying last episode or two that she was starting to grow me in terms of a character just because it was when we saw her interrogate the guy, right? And she did this, the the sort of the, the fake friendly stuff, and it was like, you know, she's actually pretty good at this. Like the actress, yeah. she's actually really good at doing this. And I wouldn't necessarily say her plot this episode is like invigorating on its own, but there was definitely a couple of scenes that I ended up quite enjoying, mainly through her performance. Um, mm. The first one with the the douchebag uh, who's taken over, she. Um, you know, he he's saying things. Like, oh, you know, you you had mental health issues. You know, in two thousand three, and who could blame you? You know, you had to you had to murder, you know, a bunch of children, and you know, as as a woman, and she just kind of cuts him off and says "f you." Um, but her reaction to that stuff actually made this because this scene would be boring otherwise. But her performance actually gave it some yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I agree. Her performance is definitely the the saving grace of of these moments because yeah, a lot of it is kind of just exposition backstory right yeah the other one that i liked was the the therapist uh, office again it was just the way she was responding to questions and refusing to answer questions uh it was just it was working very well and uh, her saying you know because the therapist is like oh were you because obviously she was held captive by eric for for a bit it's like oh were you fear for your life she's like no nah, i wasn't scared i'm fine i'm not traumatized yeah <laughs> don't you think that's weird it's like oh, there's scarier things than death um like killing for example and then the, you know the children comes up and it just again the scene is elevated by her performance um it is definitely uh, more than anything else uh yeah and then like the stuff with the the, the husband uh it's fine you know it's not, it's not setting the world on fire it's a little bit tedious i'll be honest 
I mean, it's not the worst, but I feel like it's just treading water and just there. Well, no, I understand this inclusion, though, because for me, what this is effectively doing is setting up her motivation because she she keeps having these moments where she's picking up the the, you know, the stepson or, yeah, or whatever yeah. and she's hearing baby cries and it's making her kind of zone out. And I, it's almost actually kind of relating quite nicely to Hannah's story and that she kind of also has PTSD. And... I, I, I'm really starting to get that the reason why Marissa really cares about catching everyone involved in this is because I think she thinks that d- deep down she thinks that it'll erase what she did, that it'll erase it from the from the past. And it'll, oh, that's fair. I'm, yeah. You know. uh, I wasn't saying these these scenes don't have a, a purpose. Um, I think my problem is they're not enjoyable enough beyond just, okay, I get the point of them. They're, they're functional, but they're not enjoyable. It's making, I think as a whole, it's making her more interesting as a character. There's just individual scenes that maybe aren't that exciting to watch uh, on on their own. But yeah. she she eventually actually finds where Hannah is through Instagram photos from the party. And I'm like, uh, do, do, do you know what the thing about this is, is? It feels so easy, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this feels real. This feels so real. that uh, There's a house full of teenagers. Of course, of course she's all over Instagram. Yeah. And, yeah. and she knew about the family. She knew about Sophie. So she's just looking at Sophie's Instagram and that's it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty easy because because uh, twenty nineteen's a bitch for that. Pretty much. Uh, so yeah, she's on her way. She she goes to the UK and she she's driving around looking for Hannah at the end of the episode. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dieter is forced to give up Eric, Eric Keller's location to the to the government. Uh, he yeah uh, tries to be loyal at first. Tries to be loyal, but the guy. Uh, goes to his house and has a, like a red laser sight from you know across the street pointed at his son uh this is probably my least favorite scene of the whole episode just because it's like there's not much energy to it and it just feels like bad guy cliche 101 it is isn't it it's yeah. very much just okay let's just get this over and done with the, the scene felt painfully generic to me and i didn't really like i, I never going to really care about Dieter or his family and then on top of that this this guy who's in charge now of, of, of the mission I, i'm not he's not that interesting he's just kind of bland and generic <laughs> he's a bit of a nobody isn't he yeah lack of a personality so yeah because of that this scene just kind of fell flat which is a shame but i i, I yeah, I'm still into the show. Um, I do, I do think we're definitely in a quiet period now before things kind of ramp up again. Yeah, I suspect next episode might be similar to this, and then a big, you know, explosive last couple. Yeah, I have to imagine at some point Han is really going to have to protect Sophie from something. Yeah, maybe even the whole family. Like maybe they'll actually see like just how capable she is. I yeah, I think there's going to be some consequence with the family because you know the the whole idea that you know she's just been hiding out with with mm. them and she keeps telling herself, "Oh, hey, you know, it's dangerous to have me around, right? I should go." Um, and I think the fact that she's not told the rest of the family, they don't know that she's there, um, will lead to something or should lead to something. Is it bizarrely though? It's actually kind of Sophie who. Sophie convinces her not to go because Hannah's about to leave and she says, no, I'm going to leave because it's too dangerous for me to be here. And Sophie convinces her to stay. Uh, also, it's Sophie that convinces her to go to the party. And I'm not saying I'm blaming Sophie. Sophie's a dumb teenager who doesn't know better. But <laughs> Yeah, she she doesn't yeah. know that she's on the run. Yeah. She thinks she's just run away from home. She doesn't think there's any reason why she can't have a picture taken. Yeah, but I think it's interesting, though, that Sophie herself is kind of like a weakness for Hannah. Um, yeah. 
uh, not in a cruel way, not in a way where she shouldn't have friends, but because of her situation, she is a weakness, and she does keep giving in to her. She gives in to her and staying. She gives in to her, and and obviously, I think she wants to stay as well. I mean, I think she knows she should oh, yeah. leave, but she wants to stay. So it's not a lot to convince her, but she does get convinced. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's uh, something we'll have to deal with her character as she she goes, she grows and through th- the story. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so that's episode five. Of, of Hannah. So we'll be back in a shorter time span than it took to get to episode 5, I promise. That's oh, all God. I'm going to say. Oh, God, you promised. It's screwed. That's all I'm going to say is it'll be quicker. It took like two and a half weeks to get to this episode, maybe even three. So it has to be quicker than that. I'm because, terrified of what's going to go wrong now that you've, that you've promised this. Because in three weeks' time, a lot of other TV stuff pops up and it'll be, it'll be too late for it. So it's going to happen. Yeah, in yeah. the next few weeks. Oh, God, so I wish just, just, just don't say this in future. Just stop promising because. No, I'm going to promise it, and yeah. if for whatever reason it's it's not delivered, it is assuredly Connor's fault, and you'll know it's him to blame. So here we are. <laughs> you you're really like testing your luck with the universe here by by you know by you know putting that out there so firmly but that is us so let us know what you thought of episode 5 of Hannah in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff get us on the twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the show head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month and get some bonuses get some exclusives get some stuff early uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla <laughs>